Welcome to the 14th episode of Off The Cuff Podcast with your host, AJ from Crafted and NJ. And tonight I have the master knife maker himself, Tom from Knives by Nuge on Instagram. Um, you want to check out his work. He does amazing work on knives, all different stuff. He's always coming out with something new, different styles and knives. Everything feels custom made to your hand. And I don't know how he does it. How are you, Tom? Well, you're a very flattering man, AJ. Thank you. <laughs> this is uh, Nuge from uh, Knives by Nuge, if you all could figure that out on your own. Wow, look at that. that crazy, right? First time on a podcast, right? Uh, do a lot of lives, I see. I do a lot of lives. Yeah, first time on a podcast, I think. Wow. So definitely listen to a lot of podcasts because I'm sitting inside and standing inside a box by myself for <laughs> multiple hours at a time so it's nice to have a couple of voices in my head that aren't my own yeah right <laughs> that is true but once those voices go in then then you start thinking because then you can't concentrate can you concentrate with the podcast playing it there are certain things i don't do with podcasts yeah. i don't do metal grinding okay. with podcasts i don't do buffers with podcasts like a buffing wheel? A, the buffing wheel is the most unsuspecting tool in the shop because that's actually the most deadly one in the shop. Oh, yeah. People think it's the belt grinder, which still, <laughs> any rotating tool is not safe. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I know a guy that Jason Knight was talking about. He got killed with a chopstick in a, his shop. A chopstick? He was making a domestic chopstick, and it grabbed. It got grabbed in the buffing wheel, and then it went straight through his heart and uh boop dead wow yes and it's just this little cotton wheel so you think it's so unsuspecting wow but there are certain times where like you know you just need to focus oh yeah and like even during certain grindings uh like on uh the belt grinder not any other kind of weird stuff um i change up the tunes like if i'm grinding metal i normally listen to like <laughs> like i listen to literally metal and something a little more intense but if I'm doing handle work, I actually switch it up to like a smooth jazz because it oh. helps your flow state a little bit. I would have never pegged you as a smooth jazz you guy. You should see me on the boat during the summertime. It's a vibe. Okay, okay. A, I, I can understand that. But uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Podcasts are for when you're just there hand-sanding for hours being <laughs> miserable. Where, you, where no, you don't need to focus on anything. No, you're trying to get your mind off of this yeah. terrible task that you're doing. <laughs> Come on, man. Sanding isn't that bad. Well, sanding with your power sander, I'm it's sure, is fine. Very true. But when you're sitting on an uncomfortable bench stool and you're just sanding metal for an okay. hour and a half, you uh, start feeling it in your digits. Aye. Yeah, that does sound bad. But remember, this is fun. This is, we do this for fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun here. Is this what you tell yourself fun or is it really fun? Oh, you know, it's, there's certain things that suck. But some things in life that suck are actually fun. No, oh, yeah. At least they're fun afterwards. Yeah, during the. <laughs> I know. I know. I've had, and I know you can say that you have because I can guarantee you have. You've probably stood in your shop and said, "Fuck all this shit. I'm done. I can't do it anymore." And then you went right back to it and continued on doing it. There have been many a times where knives were very close <laughs> to being thrown into the front lawn. But then I really realized I would have had to pick it up anyway. So it's like, you know, just certain times you got to walk away. But, you know, some of my, my best fishing and camping trip stories were never from when it was sunny in 75 and we're all having a great time. It's like the ones where you almost die. Yeah, that's Those exactly. are the ones you remember. You don't remember all the easy times. Of course, of course. So it right now Tom and I are recording in uh, my kitchen because um, – we're trying to do this on one mic, so I apologize if any of the audio is a little messed up. I'm also using a completely different computer than I already do. 
kind of just wanted to put it out there and let you know just in case it sounds a little bit different because uh this is all new to both of us at this point yeah. tom's first podcast and my first podcast in uh, my kitchen so but we're still gonna keep going on and we're gonna get to know you and to start it off just like any off the cuff episode i'm gonna i'm gonna reach into my non-existent fishbowl and because you don't need to let the people know no, it doesn't I, exist I, I let them know Here i think it is last a big margarita bowl fishbowl come on oh no they don't know listen They'll to the never paper. know <laughs> So we're going to do an uh, off-the-cuff question and just to start the podcast off. And your question is, oh, I kind of already know, work boots or sneakers? Oh, work boots. All the time? All the time. I mean, well, obviously it depends. Like, I'm not going to go out on the pontoon boat in a pair <laughs> of freaking 10-inch tall leather boots. Why not? <laughs> I'm sure people do, but, you know, I'm not one to tell somebody how to live their life. However, that's where the Tevas come out. Okay. So, you know, it's, but most of the time I'm wearing boots. Okay. Um, sometimes I really just want to throw in a pair of sneakers because my feet are tired. Oh, yeah. But, you know, whether you're in the woods, you're in the shop, I just like keeping my feet protected. They're mm -hmm. pretty important. Oh, yeah. So I do need to get a better pair of boots, but uh, the boots I got now are still just doing fine. They're kicking it, right? They're, well, they're a little floppy. Eh, a little bit. <laughs> but you ever hear of, I got turned on to these by Nick from MPG Creations, and I, I've never heard of him until he told me, but Hey Dudes. Hey Dudes? I swear to God, that's the that's the brand, that's the company's name. Okay. They are, they're shoes, and they are the most comfortable shoes out there. I, right now, I'll pull it up for you. So I've never heard of them, ever. He's like, dude, you got to try them. Are they boots or are they shoes? They're or? shoes. So like for like walking around on your pontoons. Oh, so going to town rigs. Bro, these things are stupid. And I didn't even so notice that they had those. If you're listening, these are pretty much just slides with a single lace across the top. That yeah. does not do a single thing for actually keeping it on No, no. Foot. Oh, yeah. They stay on. I got a pair downstairs. Dude, I walk around down in the shop with them. So, of course, uh, if you don't know AJ by now, he's pretty patriotic. The first option they give him on the Google search is the American flag. Hey, dudes, yeah, it is. With Literally. the stars and stripes. Would you go figure? I didn't even see those or I probably would have bought them. <laughs> but, yeah, if you ever look for a pair of shoes that you want to kick around with and, like, yeah. you know, house shoes and um, you could use them to go on the boat. Hey, dudes. Well, we've actually now, since the fireplace has started, we're officially in moccasin season. Okay. So when it's summertime, we're in Tiva season. Okay. And now once the fireplace gets started, it's a kickoff to moccasin season. <laughs> moccasins all Mo the time. Moccasins all the time in the house. Do they have shop moccasins? Shop moccasins? Yeah, like I steel toe or anything like that? No. I, uh, <laughs> you don't think so? I, I, I see people wear shop Crocs. I, um, yeah, no, no I, <laughs> when you're sending metal sparks flying down at your feet yeah that is true and dropping as much stuff as i do yeah like you're <laughs> you don't think, leather's nice you don't think the the crocs would uh, hold up to that i mean they might bounce off a little bit but you know it's the aerodynamic holes they have in them that yeah, which is right? the problem and uh i don't know especially when my shop is now getting down to 30 degrees uh, <laughs> you need some heat in that shop i need i need a new shop 
But yes, you, you know do. what? This is better than the old shop, which was a tiny workbench with nothing else on it. Okay. So like, and now the shop actually has lights, power. You yeah. Know, I'm not gonna burn it down with extension cords all <laughs> over the place because out of one outlet, when your electrician walks into your shop and goes, "Oh, honey, no." Jeez. Oh, <laughs> From the extension cords running all over the place. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was about time to uh, upgrade that, yeah. so it's getting there. Absolutely, yeah. From seeing your shop on online, I remember seeing it where you before you had any of the outlets that that were added, and you were always saying, you know, once I get the outlets, you know, I'll be able to put this tool over there and this tool over there. And next thing you know, you're getting a blast cabinet. Mm-hmm. You know, you were able to move your grinders over or your uh, belt sanders, and uh, you were able to organize it a lot more. What are the plans for the future of that shop? I know, you know, probably heat is one of them because it sounds like it. Grand, are we talking like within a month or are we talking about like five years? I would five say, years that shop's getting taken yeah, down. No, I, we already know the big picture plan. Because right but, now it's being held it's being held together with a cable that goes across two center beams. So oh, okay. Let's, let's not I, act like this is, you know. So it's it's well, it still needs a lot of help. Uh, yeah, a lot of help or a, a match and some gasoline. But. All right. So let's say within, I'd say a year. So the next big purchase was the whole point of me getting the electrical done too was to get a heat treating oven. Oh, yeah. So I could, right now I'm heat treating all my high carbon out of uh, Forge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after screwing up enough blades, Mm -hmm. you figure out how to get it right. Um, And I have had my knives tested before. So I know that the heat treat's on it, and I'm pretty good at knowing when some fuckery is about and something's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I can't do stainless. Okay, because stainless it's like baking a rest, like baking a cookie. You got to do it right. And you got to follow the recipe. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it that way, you're gonna screw it all up. Okay. Now I send all my stainless steel knives out to Paul Boss to heat treat them, but the problem is just like anything else with supply chain, like mm-hmm. things happen. Like recently. Of my order got delayed by six weeks because the guy's oven broke Oof. and this is a 200 foot long heat treat oven wow so it's, it's a big oven they normally shut it down for two weeks a year just to do the maintenance on it wow so like they have two different two-week periods where they just shut the whole thing down because it's that big and mm-hmm. there's that many pieces that need to be replaced yeah yeah so that's also when everybody goes on vacation Jeez. um but that broke and i mean at the end of the day, that put me behind, but that also put a company called Buck Knives behind. Okay. And uh, they're a little bit bigger than Knives by Nooch. So I'm sure that they had bigger problems on their hands. So you don't think like that they saw your knives and was like, we got to get dear his done? God, do you see this Camp Toku? <laughs> this Camp Toku is due. No, no, I don't think that was their priority at the time. <laughs> However, if I had my own heat treat kiln, I would then be able to heat treat the stainless in the shop. Okay. Um, and I was looking at it one different brand at Maker Camp, and I have another one in my mind. So like, there's it's gonna happen, but you know, it just costs money. Oh yeah. Like just about two grand, which I just happen to have lying around all the time, right? Yeah, yeah I see it hanging out of your pocket now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Oh god, I'm so poor. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> I it will happen eventually. I just you know need to save up a little bit, and hopefully the orders keep going through, and then you know. I'd like I'm still gonna send out a lot of knives to get mm-hmm. heat treated by him, 
because it's not worth my time doing like a batch of 100 knives yeah if i already have some still in inventory i'd rather just send those out but when it comes to like custom one-off orders mm -hmm. i would have a much faster turnaround time what um what brand are you looking at i think those were what hot shots that was hot shot that i saw at the show mm -hmm. and then there's a couple other brands like even Heat, oh yeah Paragon even Heat. and stuff like mm -hmm. that so like but, you know, I, w I would like to look into it a little bit. A lot of people love Even Heat and Paragon. I think Hot Shot's still relatively new. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it looked like everything was fine. But, like, just like anything else, I like to look into it first before yeah, I just swipe my credit card. Now, can't you do these? I, I know nothing about this world. This is a completely different world to me. I know knives are sharp. And... Well, I barely know anything either, so. <laughs> you know more than me. Can you, if you don't have um, an oven, can you use a regular oven? No. Because they don't get hot enough? It needs to get to... I mean, even heat-treated most carbon steels, you're around like 1,500 degrees. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't like, think your house oven's going that high. No, I don't think it is. You know, <laughs> the whole house would burn at I that point. I don't know what kind of cookies you're baking in that. Come on, man. Just do like th two or three ovens together. Uh-huh. And then uh -huh. you got like 500 on one, 500 on another. So then also while you're doing it, you're going to want to open up your microwave and keep that running at the same time, but face it towards the oven, well, right? Well, yeah, why not? Right. And uh -huh. listen to this. Yeah, I'm hearing you. You, If you use a regular oven, uh -huh. you get hungry in the shop. Uh-huh. You can make some cookies. <laughs> so, a guy named uh, Jeff Fader, Fader Knives, I actually met him at Maker Camp. He was there. Um, he's done a couple cooking videos out oh, of his even heat. But what he does is he has, like, whatever food that's going to be cooked over. Uh -huh. And he built a stand. And he had, uh, what you call it, the guy from Make Everything. He made him a oh, plate. Oh, Zep? Uh, Chris Zep, I think. Yeah. He made him a plate that he puts in his kiln. And then we'll hold over the food. And I think recently he did some oysters. Oh, wow. So, like, he has this hot steel plate that he will put <laughs> over the plate of oysters. And that's how he cooked it. Wow. So, I guess you could do it. I guess. Now, I also, my shop is right next to my house. Yeah, so, but... like, I could just go inside and do that. Yeah, but now you got to get out of your shop. What you could do is you could be grinding a knife. Uh-huh. Cookie's bacon. Uh-huh. You hear, like, ding. You go have a cookie. You go back to grinding. There's no steps involved. There's no nothing. Now, Lauren already says I spend too much time in the shop. I think if I start making those kind of amenities, <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, that's like, all right, well, why don't you just put a bed in there while you're I was just going to say, do you have enough room for like a couch and all that? <laughs> Maybe when Knives by Nuge Global happens. Okay. You know, all right. We're still torn on whether it's going to be Knives by Nuge Global or Worldwide. We you know the fine details you got to work out well isn't global war worldwide as is i mean is it though i mean well yeah technically i mean sure but like what sounds cooler hmm. like i think global is looking cool and sounding cool and then i guess like making a product that works is all right like sort of in there somewhere yeah yeah knives by news global or enterprises how about knives by news enterprise globally all right, now we're just pushing it. Globally, worldwide, Lee. Lee? You, Lee, you gotta the, add you the, the Lee, Lee at the end, because okay. it's globally, worldwide, Lee. And then at the end, put LLC, so people know it's official. Oh yeah, 100%. Okay, Ooh, cool. you, you would just look you, at all those words. You need words. to throw in LLC so yeah. people know you're legitimate. Yeah, just throw another L in there, LLLC. Oh, well then I'm be more even better. legitimate than anybody. And then what you can do is you can become like the, oh man, what is it, the CEO. The CEO? So can I be the MFCFO? The motherfucking CFO? <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? And I kind of had a feeling that was it.
Yes, you could be at kind of anything you want because now, it's going to be your company. Now, there is a spot that is a I want uh, if I ever move from the house okay. and build the shop somewhere else, I've got a spot down the road that I'm eyeing up. It's uh, the concrete pad is already there. Okay. And there's no more house there anymore. I don't know what happened or what's going on and Do the for you sale. Want to know what happened? No. These are things in my line of real work, you learn how to not ask certain questions. What if it's an Indian Indian burial ground? You're not asking the questions <laughs> and then at least if the ghosts show up, I could put them to work. You would hope. I mean, come on. What else are they doing? They've been hanging out there for how many true, years? They're true. probably bored. Hey, they could be. Now, let me lay this out for you. I live on a lake. Um, I'm not going to tell you which lake because it's none of your damn business. It's one with water. Yeah, one with water. Um, and down the road from this lake, there is this house off the road with lake. Well, I guess it used to be a house, but now it's just a concrete pad. Okay. And the for sale sign is overgrown with weeds and vines. and it's. But it's still like, hmm. I'm still got a feeling it's available. Okay. And it has this beautiful view of the lake. Nice. And Because it's right on it. So I'm thinking, you know, big garage bay style doors okay. that face the lake. All right. And then when I go to my commute to the shop, uh-huh. I take the boat oh. over from my house okay. across the lake okay. over to the shop. What about during the winter? You walk. Across the lake. It's frozen. What if it's not that frozen? Well, then you figure it out fast. You have a 50-50 shot of it. <laughs> there actually is a person who lives on an island on our lake. And we have the same thoughts all the time of, what about when it's skim ice? Yeah. And I guess I just, you know, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sometimes they, they'll have this little John boat that they take across because there's no point in firing up the big one every yeah, time. Yeah. And they look like Washington crossing the <laughs> Delaware because they're breaking the ice just yeah, to get yeah. to their car so they can get down to UPS Dude, and check their mailbox. That's hysterical. Yeah, redneck life is awesome. I guess so. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it sounds like a lot of th- big things are going to happen. I-, I don't even know if we even said any other plans for the shop in the in the next year. You talked about the oven. You talked about possibly uh, buying this haunted land and um possibly haunted what other plans are there any 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 shop upgrades that you want to do within the year time so i mean i would love to get another grinder but there's a lot of things i would love to do Mm -hmm. that it's like whether you want i mean it's want versus need right now like even the technically the heat treat oven i don't need it Mm -hmm. i want it but it would help speed up production time what i also want is a fiber laser okay yeah so i would love to get like a 30-watt fiber laser, and if any fiber laser companies are out there listening, nice by Nooch. Um, and I would love to get one for the shop. Okay. And just so I could do all the the logos every time in there. Yeah. And I'm actually going to start working with another gentleman, Nick Italiano, for his uh, outdoor academy. And we're going to be making signature series knives for them. And with that, we're going to have Black Flag Outdoor Academy engraved on every single one nice so it would be nice for me to be able to do that in-house instead of having to drive to the person with the laser to oh, do yeah. it because i mean time is money and they they're close but they're not that close because nothing is close to us out here how close 35 minutes 40 minutes away okay so like which is more south or north uh it's out in uh pomona new york so i would say like you know northern yeah okay um well would you look, look at this at so as everyone knows, I have an Ohm Tech laser. I have an 80-watt 
manual focus CO2 laser. And OpenTech is a great brand with great customer support. I can't say enough good things about their their laser and their product line. Um, I know a, pe- a couple of people who have fiber lasers by them, and here's one. It's a 30 watt. <clears throat> I don't know any any of this, like what a split fiber laser. Yeah, I have no idea. But the first one that pulled up, I mean, $2,700, it's a lot, but at that point you got to see how how many knives it would take you you know to you know recoup that money and you can do a ton of other stuff with this it would get used on every knife Mm -hmm. it would get used on literally every knife on top of that that would just open up another door to customs and that price is not that bad because i was looking at another one that was sold through alibaba so who knows where it came from and it was like 300 bucks cheaper that's not that's not that far off no um whether, you know, I've looked into OMTEC a little bit, mm-hmm. but I did not think that their price was that good on that. Well, so that might have to be an option. I when My my laser, when I bought it, it was, it, you know, here's the other thing. They also do pre-owned. Okay. So what they do is they, re, they take it, they mm-hmm. refurb it completely. I think they give you probably a small warranty with it. But, I mean, you got a 20-watt there. So I'm guessing that these are... Yeah, you even have a 50-watt. But the 30-watt, that must have been a, a refurb that we were looking at prior. So if this is, sorry about this, but we have to talk about it. Um, I'm not really sure. So don't question, you know, don't don't hold what I'm saying to be true. But yeah. it looks like that this might be a refurbed one. I mean, apparently they're really good machines still because yeah. they go through them. They bring them back in-house and go through them. So... 2700 how many how many knives are you selling let's say in a month um (laughs) a lot a lot i I could tell you that it's been picking up a lot so it would get used on every single knife and then two it just opens up the door for anything else like i brought it up with lauren the girlfriend and um if she ever wanted to get into like an etsy shop or Mm -hmm. something like that making something simple like engraving mugs oh yeah doing like little dog tags and stuff like that oh yeah all of that kind of stuff could be done on that tool as well yep and then also if i need to engrave anything with wood i know a guy who lives about 20 minutes away who could do that i don't know what you're talking well, about. well he almost couldn't because his laser wasn't set up for about like what a year uh it was a while yeah, not a year definitely uh, not a year okay well mm. speaking of that we actually have some cool things which this is going to make for great radio because you guys can't see what i'm holding <laughs> yeah but uh, if you were following along on my stories last night, which would have been what the eleventh, uh, you would have seen that I made some <clears throat> blanks for Tom. Uh, he makes leather straps so that you could sharp, you know, straighten your knife. Not straighten. What what would you say? Sharp, we, it's honing your knife. Honing. Really. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of tools like the steel that you get. Yeah, everybody looks all sh- cool in the kitchen when they're going ching, 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 ching. I know I'm cool when oh, I do that. Obviously. I even have a rag over my shoulder, so uh-huh. when I'm done, you know, I take it and wipe it. I wipe it away from me. Oh, please. Knife uh, completely away. That's all right. I, if you see my hands are all cut up from yeah. knives anyway. But, but what the leather strop is for is, you know, most people when they're sharpening their knives, they hit them on the stone and they uh, hit them on the steel or something like that. But what the leather does is it removes the burr that's okay. from after the stones or after your grinder, whatever you use to sharpen it. You mm-hmm. can use a rock for all I care. But people forget <laughs> to hit it on the leather. You go to the okay. barber shop before they take that they razor always. to your face, they do the same thing. Yep. Most of the time, you don't even need to hit your knife on the stones. You just need to hit it on a strop. 
And these little guys that he's making for me right now, I used to make myself and they would take freaking forever because I'm breaking out like four or five <laughs> different tools where AJ bleep bloops the stuff into the computer and then the magic laser machine comes out with the wood. Forty. Uh, that was 43 seconds because it was uh, with, with no full engrave. So the one with the engrave, with this speed, it would probably still be about... For maybe me, 40 seconds I or would so. need to set up the router table. I would need to set up the drill press. I would need to set up the chop saw. I would Jeez. need to set up the table saw. And I would also need to use a palm sander at one point. And that's before the leather even goes on. Wow. So for you to do this in 48 seconds is kind of saving me a yeah, lot of yeah. time. And it's super lightweight, which is, I designed it to be only about six inches. And that's so exactly six inches from which tip to tip. More than enough, perfectly adequate size. Oh, yeah. Suits most people. Um, and, uh... It could fit into a pack. <laughs> I yeah. just fucking just, got what you just, said. He just clicked Jeez, on it. I did. Yeah, my yeah. brain just went. My brain just went bloop bloop bloop, and yeah. then it finally clicked. Yeah, you were buffering. It's alright. It I was, saw the spinning wheel. That was over a your big head. buffer. But oh, man. it saves me a lot of time, and uh, I'm looking forward to where these go because uh, these are also nice little things just to buy at shows. Oh yeah. Which I'm looking forward to the one that we're going to be doing together very soon. Yeah, I got another one too. That's going to be right here in Vernon. Yeah. Um, they messaged me. Actually, I got to I got to do both of them. I have to send the paperwork in. But November 15th, I'll have another craft fair. Oh, on my birthday. So, oh, is it? Uh-huh. Look at that. I knew it was special for a reason. As mm-hmm. soon as the lady sent it to me, I was like, that date seems familiar. And then I, now I know. The one in Warwick should be very good, though. Yeah. Because um, that one was good for us last time. Oh, I yeah. Mean, we did very, at least Nice by News did very well there. Um, I think it was just a very... It was astray from what they're used to seeing at the mm-hmm. shows, which was probably why we had a good amount of tension coming to the table. Oh, also, yeah. I'm Mr. Personality, so who doesn't want to come talk to me? Everybody, yes. <laughs> Obviously. Um, but And we got the one in November, which is on Black Friday. And oh, yeah, that's right. Everybody says that that's where people are going for, like, get a special gift for their significant other or something else like that. So they go there instead of going crazy online because mm-hmm. at least you could get something handmade. Yeah. Like, in person, in the town you're around. Mm-hmm. So, like, it should be good. Or, it's you know, it's going to be absolutely terrible and a waste of our time and we're going to be miserable. Yeah. So, like... One of the two. <laughs> it's always a 50-50 shot with craft fairs. So the craft fair that is in uh, November 15th, it's at the Vernon, uh, Vernon, New Jersey Fire fire Department. It's, I think, a volunteer firehouse, I believe. Um, then I did that one last year. That one we did actually really good on. Mm. Small spots where you go. It's not a full 10 by 10. So it's tight. it's very tight, but we really enjoy it going over there. The one on the 25th that Tom and I are going to both be doing, he's going to have his own table set up, and then um, I'll have my own table with Kim, and uh, you know Tom and Lauren will be at theirs, and hopefully we'll be next to each other. Yeah, I know we you talked to the lady about it, so hopefully we'll be set up. But if you're in the area of Warwick, New York, um, come up on the 25th of November and check it out. I think it's called Local Love Market or something like that. That's Local Maker Market, I believe, or something like yeah. that. Local Love Market sounds like something completely... I'm pretty sure it was. Do not Google Local Love Market. You are not well, going to find us. Type in... <laughs> well, you might find Tom. You never know. But um, Gotta make money. Knives aren't that, you know... <laughs> We'll po- that much of a high markup. We're going to post up some uh, information on those uh, on the fairs. So if you're in the area, come and check us out. Uh, we're, I'm trying to get as much stuff as I can, which I'm stressing myself out because I have a lot of stuff. I have a ton of stuff downstairs that's ready to sell, 
problem is it's all charcuterie boards, uh, cutting boards. Nobody wants them. Yeah. I had them set up. Some of them are beautiful, and nobody wanted them. Well, I mean, this it's just people are looking for unique. Yeah. And a lot of the charcuterie boards, they you know they they're all over online. You can oh yeah. TJ Maxx to see a bunch of them, and some people it's hard explaining the difference. It's like. Well, no, this isn't just bamboo crap that who knows where it came from. Yeah. This is like good quality hardwoods that I made. You know, but you make. Oh yeah, but you made. Oh, I grew the tree. I grew, grew the, tree. the tree. I cut it down. Oh, I actually see him back there. You yeah, got yeah. some cool exotics back there. You got an ironwood tree back I there do, too. I do. I do. Oh man, good luck cutting that one. I have a knife tree back there too. It a just knife grows tree? knives. Oh man, I could use one of those. Right. Um, but you know, it's your flags are super unique. And that's what I think has a lot of draw because people see it and they know that you had to make that mm-hmm. by hand. It, it gets a lot of draw. Yeah. Not a lot of committed buyers. Yeah. Because of the price. So this fair, the one in... Actually, I'm going to make a ton of stuff for both of them. But at the fair that we're going to be at on the 25th of November, I'm thinking of having an array of different things. Literally from bottle openers with those little ones that I actually... Mm-hmm. The one that I gave you. It works. Um, that's good, does it? <laughs> yeah, nice. It's tonight. <laughs> the warranty's over, so that's... Oh, damn. Yeah, just in case so anything falls now it's going to fall out. apart just like everything Pretty else? much. Yeah, I got it. You know, some laser work, I want to try to get like maybe 10 wavy flags done, which is a long shot. 10 wavy flags for the show? For the show. Okie Plus dokie. the flags will have insignias on them. Okie dokie. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you're going to have fun. Oh, yeah. So you're gonna I, see lots of stories from Crafted NJ saying, "Hi, really tired again." Yeah, yeah. that's every day. Yeah, that's every <laughs> single day. I don't know how you do it. I I truly don't know how you do it. You when you go on camera, you look like it could be eight o'clock in the morning, and you look like you are raring to go. You are so ready, and yet then you work a full time job after being at home working a full time job. How the hell do you do it? Caffeine. Lots, lots, lots of caffeine. And, you know, everybody's got the time that they do it. And it just, you know, right now it's like I'm trying to grow this bigger. And you, you end up sacrificing certain things. Because mm-hmm. I do love knife making. And I talk with Lauren about this all the time. But I also do love going fishing. Yeah. And camping. And hunting. Yeah. And going to jujitsu And working out. <laughs> all of which have been, you know, taking more of a backseat. Yeah. Which, it, you know, you only have so many hours in the day. And I know I already do my best to not sleep. Yeah. But even like last night, like I didn't get, you know, got back late. It was a long day at work. And like I'm like I'm not waking up at four in the morning tomorrow. I, am going to, I slept into a whole five forty-five. Whoa! Yeah, that's like the afternoon for oh you. Oh my god, I missed like half the day. Jesus. <laughs> so, but sometimes you need to catch up on it. But it's like what you have set goals in your life, mm-hmm. and nobody's gonna hold your hand to meet those goals. Yep. And you know, it's what do you want to do? Yeah, it's yeah. I would love to just like go fish every day. But, like, I've yet to get paid to go fishing. I actually just spend a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, doing right. It. So, and you know what? We'll see what happens in the future. Okay. If this gets any bigger, uh, we'll see. Right now it's going pretty well. And okay. uh, we'll see what happens after the holidays because last year it just got nuts. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Because yeah. I know right before the holiday, I was delivering I was delivering a lot of stuff the day before Christmas. And it was I was playing Santa. So and then after that, it still picked up. Right now, I'm in a lull. 
I'm trying to pick up on orders that I still have on the you know back burner. Mm-hmm. No new orders have come through, which is a good thing and also a bad thing. Now I can focus on the fares. Gives you that little worry feeling. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And luckily, um, I still have my full time job that I can always you know fall back on. So yeah. that's one good thing having the full time job and doing this little side hustle is that you always have a steady income. You don't have to worry. But uh, I mean, the nice part though about not having the orders though is that you get to be creative with your yeah. work then. Because like we talked about this on the way up to Maker Camp, a lot of time, often with our quote unquote customs, it's just repeats of the last Instagram post that we yep. did, and it doesn't really leave you a lot of room to explore new things. No, not at all. Where like I've been trying to do more drops recently, because then I could see, you know, I test things out for myself, see how I like them, mm-hmm. and then if I think other people are gonna like them, I'll put them out there. Oh and, yeah. You know, if they sell, they sell. If they don't, they don't. You know, but um. It lets you try out new models, new styles, new gear. I mean, we were talking about a couple of new things that you want to be working mm-hmm. on. And it's like, you know, it gives you that creativity. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are that are in the works that, you know, are in my head. That's what the works is. That My head is the works. You know, I want to try out. But we'll, we'll both get there eventually. Who, who knows? We got some questions got sent in. Actually, quite a few questions. And um, this first one's from Trevor, who I actually had on the podcast two episodes ago from More Woodworks. Um, he asked, if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? One food? One food. Like, are we talking about a style of food? Or are we I, talking about like... There is not that much. He just says one food. I don't know. It'd probably be steak. Steak. How, uh, how do you take the steak? I would take it probably, you know, depending on what cut it is, probably oh, medium Jesus. rare if you want to like we're I just, also we're... eat a lot of wild game. Okay. So all of that's cooked rare. Okay. Um the majority of it at least, or else you overcook it. So if I could eat venison all day, like I wouldn't have a problem with that. We're gonna go with venison. All right, I just gotta actually get some time to go hunting. <laughs> well, you're making all those knives, so one yeah, of them's yeah, gotta kill. Ma- I make knives for people who get to actually do the things I wish I was doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, all right, so we got another one, and, and I actually this one got brought up. I wanted to bring it up as well. But what were your thoughts on Maker Camp? I thought Maker Camp was a lot of fun. Okay. Now, if you're thinking about going to Maker Camp, buy the Maker Pass. Ah, uh, that was another question. Yeah, buy the Maker Pass. It is like you know, you're in a you know a ball pit, but you can't jump in. Yeah, like you're just watching the kids playing it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like. It was nice because I thought it was going to be a lot bigger than what it was. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was small, but I'm saying it was manageable where you could actually meet people and talk to people yep. and get your hands on stuff. You weren't going, It wasn't like a convention, like a blade show or something where you just like mm-hmm. mobbed with people. You actually got to meet people. I mean, we just looked at Jimmy Duresta and he said hi and came up to yeah, us yeah. and took a picture with us. Like it, it was that kind of show. And there's even certain things where, like, I don't know how to weld, and I would have loved to, like, get my hands on one of the Lincoln welders that was there just to freaking try it before I, you know, think about buying one. Because mm-hmm. eventually I would love to learn how to weld, but, like, let's, you know, I got a million other things I want to do. <laughs> and even one thing that I saw that was cool there was, like, people were, like, start to finish, like, making an axe. Oh, yeah. So they would go see the blacksmith guys, and they would forge out the axe head. And then they would go to the grinder tent with the belt grinders. Yep. And then they would profile it out, grind it, clean it up. And then they go to the woodworking tent. Yeah. And then they would they would shape the handle for their axe. And you'd like finish it all in one thing. Or even like they had the one guy who was cutting out the metal pieces 
on their plasma table that they mm-hmm. had there, their CNC plasma table. And then you took those pieces and you went to the Lincoln tent and then you could weld them up. Yep. And then you could take it to the powder coating tent and, then powder, and powder coat, coat it. it if you wanted to. Yeah. Like it just, it looks, it was one, it was a lot of fun to be there, mm-hmm. but it would definitely be more fun with the maker pass. Absolutely. I think it would be fun to camp there at one point, but you know, you know, it, we also live like an hour and a half away from it. Two. So two. Two hours. So it's not terribly but far. Not terribly far. I honestly, even if you went up, even if you got a weekend pass, you could technically drive back and forth. It's a lot, but it's doable. The resort was definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. The resort was like a little picture in the past. It was it was a campground. You but know, you, you're not going there for the high amenities no. of it. You're going there because you get to meet all these people that you've been following for so long. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, that's a real freaking person. Yeah, yeah. Like. I'm definitely looking forward to going to a couple more. I would like to go to some of the smaller events that mm-hmm. they do through like the year, like the Timberin or the yep. blacksmithing events, just because it would be a cool way to get to meet everybody. Oh, yeah, and because you'll meet a different group. The group was at Maker Camp, but a lot of people don't go to Maker Camp that might go to ha- the Hammerin mm-hmm. or the Timberin. You know, some people might you know do all of the events yeah but maybe one because i'm already planning the hammer and i already told kim i said we're going uh last year they had it in february and may so hopefully this year they'll have it both times yeah. um, or whenever they have it i definitely want to go it was a lot of fun and i'm um, really looking forward to that one it's just nice having that close to us because a lot of the events that i want to go to like next year are all like down south or mm-hmm. out west and it's like you know not at, sorry a two-hour drive away. yeah yeah AJ was the one driving, so that's why he knows it was two hours exactly. Yeah, it was. It was ex- yeah, it was exactly two hours. It was a hundred and eight miles as so well. Wear clothes that you're gonna get dirty in. Yeah, and also don't expect to have cell phone service. Oh yeah, there's absolutely. And if you one thing that I didn't do was I didn't take any pictures or like I took very little. I should have just recorded them, but I'm so used to recording stories on on uh, Instagram. You could have just recorded them on your phone and then yeah. posted them up later. But there's certain things where it's like, I like putting my phone down. Yeah, oh yeah. Me and you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening, when you're running a small business on social media, you're always on your goddamn mm-hmm. phone. And sometimes I like to just enjoy where I'm at. Oh yeah. And it's a nice feeling not having service sometimes. It was nice not having any service. It was just like you you could just enjoy it. And honestly, I even if I had service, I don't think I would have used my phone half as like even now. I think I would have used it as much as I did only because there was so much to do. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we didn't get to do a ton of stuff, but the things that we could go and watch and look at, I mean, we spent, we, one thing that I noticed is we did the whole round and then we went back and yeah. did a, a, like a little more portion of it, of the same stuff we just saw because we probably missed stuff. Well, you went and saw things and then you started asking questions mm-hmm. to people and everybody was super helpful, super nice. Oh, yeah. You know, you had any questions, nobody had a problem. Like there was no like scoffing because you're a noob or something yep. like that because that's why they're there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Sunday it was definitely a nice vibe there. It wasn't too crazy. Now, all of you don't start going on Sunday. Yeah, right. That's kind of our plan. So Saturday's the best day. This is going to be a secret between us, all right? So don't go <laughs> blabbing it all over the internet like I'm doing literally right yeah, now. Yeah, right now. But it was definitely a fun time, and I'm really looking forward to going again. Yeah, definitely. And this time I need to do Maker Swap. Yeah, you do. I know Keith. Um, Keith over at Blackthorn Concepts. Executive he puts producer. on. He, yeah. 
he puts on maker camp maker swap and it was it was my first event to even do and it was amazing you know being able to put a piece of your work in there and then get another makers you know in your hands is incredible because you know that they put as much passion as you did into yours um and it's something that they thoroughly enjoy and the piece that i got is nothing i could physically use but it fits perfectly actually it's on the table back there i'll have to show it's you it's pretty damn cool but it's it's really really cool um it came from rustland revisions and it it's like this little statue of uh almost looks like a frankenstein head yeah it's but, a forged blacksmith skull yeah. and it's probably i want to say maybe what was it like three inches round yeah about three inches round maybe five six inches tall and it is uh, probably like five inches and it is heavy as hell well it's cool too because not only it's not just like a thing of bar stock it, it literally looks like a tree bark oh, around yeah. it yeah yeah and then it has you can see where the eyes are punched in the teeth are all perfect in it and it's just you know it's perfect for spooky season oh yeah definitely and we're in it yeah yeah and it fits perfect on that table and if you ever need to throw it at somebody who's coming through the house you'll put a hole right through uh, <laughs> hopefully i don't throw my shoulder out at that point use two hands yeah right so that was um yeah the next question would have been why did you why did you think just spectacular this says spectacular pass uh-huh. um was worth it um but you answered that about the spectator pass well whoever asked i'm gonna let you in on a little secret i'm pretty dumb yeah. So don't just think that I'm doing something because I've really thought it out well. I don't always make the best decisions. So that was one of them. Yeah. I, and you know what? Not for nothing. I, I kind of had an idea what the – because I was talking to Keith over at Blackthorn, and he was telling me what the maker pass was and then what the um, non-maker pass was. And I went, it's my first year. I want to kind of get a feel for it. Um, I was also nervous as hell going up there because now I'm going to meet all these people that, you know – I talk with on a daily basis. Yeah. And so I think I had so many different ways of my nerves were hitting. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go up there, see what it's about. And then the following year, if I really like it, then I'll go back and then do a maker pass, which we're definitely going to be doing. And hopefully now we're spreading the good word of uh, don't don't just buy the spectator. Pass. Yeah. Spend the extra 50 bucks or whatever it is. It's it's worth it. Because you know what? You might go there and then see something that's happening and go, oh, I really want to do that. And now you go, wow, well, I only have a non-maker pass, so I can't even do it, you know? It's more fun to play with the tools and watch other kids play with yeah, them. Yeah, dude, that forging tent, that forging yeah. tent was awesome. Well, uh, just an, watching. Another thing I'd like to try out, because uh, I do all my knives with, with stock removal, um, so I don't mm -hmm. forge any of them out. Did which, these questions get sent to you, too? No, no, I guess not. But somebody already asked that. <laughs> Forged or stock removal? So I do stock removal. That dirty, dirty, unsavory stock removal. It's not as glamorous as forging out the knives, but you know what? I could churn out knives for a third of the price, oh, and yeah. that won't rust on you in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of cool. And I also don't drive my neighbors nuts by going ting, ting, <laughs> ting, ting on a hammer all day long. Because uh, you could hear the blacksmithing tent everywhere oh yeah at maker camp oh yeah and you so imagine that in a residential area and uh yeah i've got a good relationship with my neighbors and i would like to keep it like that of course 
But uh, actually, even with the stock removal, I act- I get most of my models now water jet cut mm-hmm. by my steel distributor, uh, NJ Steel Baron over in Hawthorne, mm-hmm. which is nice because they're only 30 minutes away from me. So they're all my designs, Okay. but they will cut out the blade on the water jet cutter, and then I go, I say, give me X amount of orders of X amount of model, mm-hmm. and then, boom, I can go pick them up. And for me, it ends up costing the same amount of money as if I was just buy the bar stock of steel. Oh, wow. But then you also have to include your time and expendables, cutting them out and shaping and all the other stuff. And now all my knives are uniform. And even one thing I noticed at the show is I would get all the time like, oh, well, you didn't forge this. So, oh, so you ordered the blade. So I, the next day at the show, I brought a couple blanks yeah. of the stock of you know that I ordered from Waterjet, and I'm like, no, this is this is how it comes. And they're like, oh, you literally have to do everything. I'm like, yes, yeah. I still literally do everything, but it saves me a lot of time because I'm just I'm the only guy in there. Yeah. So why not save a little bit of, of time by doing that? And a- anything that can help you is better. If you if you if it was just going to make your life more difficult, it's not worth doing. Yeah. And even with some of like, it just can also, I try to keep my prices at a reasonable point where people could still, you know, they're affordable, but they're not junk. No. And, you know, I'm not going broke making them Mm -hmm. because, and I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't order like, you know, I'm planning on doing a big order of these neck knives and I'm probably going to be ordering close to like 80 knives of just that one model. And it's like, now if I was to drill out 80 knives in a row and grind out 80 knives in a row mm-hmm. I'd be losing my mind right. by the end of the day where now it's like I do a little cleanup work and now I can hit them on the sandblaster cabinet mm-hmm. and just save a lot of money on belts and then that all gets reflected in the price oh yeah so like you know forging is very glamorous and I would love to do it because it just looks like so much fun oh, everybody yeah. says once you start making Damascus it's like a drug yeah yeah but like I've got enough bad habits I don't need another oh yeah <laughs> so and also this is not Knives by Nuge Global yet this is still Knives by Nuge in his freaking shack outside his house so in his shack outside of his house freaking shack actually freaking shack alright well next uh, next question up is going to be when did you start making knives I think I made my first knife, or we would call it a prison shank. Okay. Um, in 2019. Okay. I made it on a file jig, and it was, you know, I actually used it at work for a long time. Wow. Because it was sharp and pointy and held an edge, which okay. is cool. Um, so it it worked. Um, it was nothing beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was definitely just utilitarian, and it was based off of a Walter Sorrell's knife. Um, that I got from his Patreon, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it worked, and it's been steadily increasing from then. I feel like this past year, things have really been ramping up. Yep. But, you know, I started Knives by Nuge, like, the Instagram page and everything, only about, like, a year ago. Okay. Because, like, I didn't know how serious I was taking in the beginning. I was putting all my personal stuff, and then, yep. like, orders started picking up, and it was, like, my entire Instagram feed just became Knives. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, all right, let me just make something finally dedicated <laughs> to this. And that's even growing right now, which is good because there's a good following. I got good people that follow along. I got a lot of good people that are supporting me, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of repeat customers, which is cool. That's always so good. So it's, you know, at least the, I, I love seeing repeat customers because that means the first knife you bought from me probably didn't suck that bad. Yeah. So <laughs> I hear you. It means it's good enough for you to want to spend your money again. The, the first knife you were talking about, do you still have it? I still have it. Nice. It's at the house. Um, I like to keep a lot of my older knives because every now and then I'll be like looking at them and be like, oh, dear God. Mm-hmm. Or even on like my chef knife rack at the house. 
the nicest knife I have on there is the one we use the least, and it's our bread knife. Um, because that's just the latest one I did for ourselves. Okay. The chef knives that we use are clunkers. Oh, yeah? They were my first chef knives that I did. Okay. And the six-inch chef knife, it's just so... It's unevenly ground. <laughs> it's just the handle starting to warp on it. The eight-inch chef knife, I left way too thick on the edge. It was made at eighth-inch stock. It was just... And, like, I didn't round over the spine as well as I like to do now. So, mm-hmm. like, it eats on your thumb. It, they're just little painful reminders of what not to do on the oh, yeah. Ones. But you know what? Then it, it reminds me, I'm like, they still work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they'll still work. Definitely. Um, in the knife work, a knife-making community, who is the one that you look up to whenever you see their stuff, you go, like, I, you know, you want to kind of follow in their path on the things that they make, maybe a style or a technique that they're doing, or just in general, who do you look up to? So uh, my buddy Marcos, he calls me out for being, it's uh, Wegner Jr. Dave Wegner is a guy in the knife business who's been making knives since I think like 91 or something like that, so probably when I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a style that I really like of outdoor knives, some tactical S knife. I've never seen a chef knife come out of a shop. Okay. But he's a one-man show, and he is churning out tons of high-quality, outdoor, tough-use tools. And just his process, he's got streamlined. He's doing it where he's he's mixing in custom orders with production orders, which Mm -hmm. is also what I'm doing at the moment. He, as he said, does a sampling finish. Now, I'm not completely copying him. I still do my own style. But, like, you do have heroes that you look up to, people. So, you know. And, uh... Definitely, I would say Wagner Blades is like the guy that I really would love to get to his point because he still does his custom work, but he has it with his models that he tests, he knows how to use, and he's confident with, which is very important. Mm-hmm. And I love making tools that people can actually use. Of course. Whether that's in the woods, whether it's, you know, butchering a deer, whether that's cooking for your family, like all those things, like with the knife, it's just it connects you to so many different things. Mm-hmm. And even if it's like a self-defense knife, like, you know, when I made the CF3, which is, you know, it's, I don't like saying tactical because, you know, my neck knife that I'm wearing now could be tactical if placed in the right place. Anything could um, be technically tactical. Uh, so, but this one is definitely more of that. I designed it with my buddy um, who's a police officer and he actually got shot in the line of duty and wow. he wasn't able to get to his gun. And so he wanted something because the guy was on top of him and he had a firearm. So he wanted something on his kit that he could be able to grab with a retention ring and, you know, mm-hmm. be able to create some distance. And the first one I made, he texted me the next day that he used it at work. Not in a bad, not in a bad way. Oh. But there was a guy who had a heart attack in front of him on the street. And he said he opened up the guy's four layers of clothing like a zipper and just zoop. Wow. And then it was able to get the AED on him and they saved him. Wow. So it's like, you know, it's stuff like that. Like, I love hearing those kind of stories. Now, yeah. not every story is going to be like that. Someone's mm-hmm. just going to be like, oh, that's my new favorite EDC knife. And I value that just as much. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, these are tools that, you know, people carry on them every day. And it just, you know, warms my cold heart <laughs> to hear that people are enjoying using my work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Out of all the knives you make, which style is your favorite? I would say the outdoor knives. Okay. Like, I just, I, I love making the outdoor knives. I like the culinary <laughs> knives because I do cook. Um, But now, as of recently, Lauren's been doing more cooking in the okay. house. And I love you, Lauren. But um, 
I, you know, I like to cook too, but you know, it is what it is. However, I love the outdoors now because deep down, I'm I'm an outdoorsman first. Mm -hmm. Like I've, if you saw my basement right now, it literally looks like an outdoor shop with the amount of gear that's in there. I could imagine. I just have to try out everything, whether surf fishing, fly fishing, bass fishing, and then you know, then we start buying boats, and then it's hunting, and it's gun hunting, and it's bow hunting, and then it's just you know. It's a a big rabbit hole. And you got all the camping and the bushcraft gear, and it just doesn't stop. But, you know, I love those because it just, especially with the, like, same thing. It's, like, it's a very important tool. And, like, even if you're going outside in the woods, like, that's probably, like, the most important tool Mm -hmm. that you could have on you. Yeah, yeah. You could get food with it. You could use it for protection. You could make fire with it. You can make shelter with it. Like, it's very versatile. Exactly. And it's almost necessary. I mean, I would say it's necessary, but... I'm also a knife maker, so knives are definitely necessary and buy more knives. Of course. Always. So then we got this one um, from Keith over at Blackthorn Concepts, and he wants to know, what's your favorite tool other than me? Other than you? Yeah, that's right. It says, favorite tool other than AJ. To be fair, I'm probably the biggest tool in the room, <laughs> so I'd have to say myself. Okay. And that would be a very toolish comment to that make. That would. So. <laughs> All there, right. there you go, Keith. We're sticking with it. Um, that's all I got on the questions uh, that got sent in. Yeah, I know you said you had a couple of them. So I do have a couple of them. Okay, Let now me... strap in, uh, listeners, because these are some spicy. Uh... So the first one, I don't even need to uh, open it up. A lot of people are wondering what the hell is up with my hat that I wear in the shop. <laughs> so my hat is an old Carhartt hat that is completely frayed. And some people would say that my hat is dead. Sup with the hat. The hat is fine. It still works. I'm in a workshop. Relax. Yeah, right. Also, too, it's been, I've had that hat for about 12 years now. Wow. And it's still alive. And uh, every now and then when I'm leaning over the grinder, it uh, will nick the top of a 36 grit belt. Oh, jeez. And then uh, you get little reminders of, uh, hey, Maybe not lean so close to the belt grinder, bud. That thing's eating hard and steel. Why oh, don't you yeah. not put your nose up against it? Jeez. So, uh, yeah, my hats in the shop, they get very beat up. Oh, yeah. But also, most of my hats get destroyed. I have one of my favorites hats. It was run over by my own pickup truck, left in a dirt parking lot, and then I found it two weeks later in the Jeez. same said dirt parking lot. It was at a fishing spot, and we were driving up after, you know, going there for two weeks. And by the time I got home, I'm like, damn, I lost my hat. And that was my favorite one. And, uh... Two weeks later, we go to the same spot, and I see something in the road. I'm like, what the hell is that? It was my hat. still wow. sitting there. And uh, it's a little beat up. It looks like it was run over a truck. But okay. uh, I'm not winning any beauty contests anytime soon, so it don't really matter. Okay. Knives by Nuge beauty contest? No? No. That's not happening? No. All right. Um, I don't know if you want me to read that one. but uh, uh, Yeah, you can. I don't know what it means, but... I mean, does a duck with a boner drag weeds? I guess because the boner's dragging the weeds. I guess it would be facing down, right? Like a mast? Like an upside-down mast? I've never checked So is this like a submarine with a periscope going the opposite way? It sounds like it, yeah. So, I mean, I would assume so. I I guess. Let's just go with yes. But wouldn't they be dragging weeds on their feet anyway? With their little propellers down there? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And also, I, I don't know if you know much about duck anatomy. I don't. I just know that they're ducks. Well... They're a little pecker, not the pecker up top, the okay, down low pecker. Okay. Actually, has barbs on it. So oh. that would be quite inconvenient for that duck to be rolling around full mast 
because it would get all hooked in the barbs and everything. And I don't know if you're a fisherman at all, but those barbs, it's hard to get stuff out of them. I, I'm not a fisherman, um, but I'll take your word for it. So, I, enough I, with outdoors talk with Nuge. I at least know that Knives by Nuge knows duck anatomy. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. All just right. A bit. Just what I see on the internet. This is yeah, internet. Sure. Yeah. Sounds like you live near a lake, so I'm guessing those ducks. I'm just an one, outdoorsman. Just one goes outdoorsman. missing every once in a while. Yeah. Oh. Just, just a simple outdoorsman. All right. Whew. That's uh, more information than I needed to know. Well, I'm glad I can make it Wednesday. <laughs> That's exactly it. Maybe I'll get a Discovery Channel show. Next. You might. You might. I'll just put up the knife making hat that everybody seems to have a problem with. All right. I, I can attest to. I used to wear hats all the time. I like all the time, mm-hmm. and I wore a hat until it was falling apart, like yours in the video, and it was it was faded. All the stitching was coming out. The stitching of the logo was coming out, and I loved that hat. Because it fit so well. Mm-hmm. But I finally had to get rid of it because it just fell apart to the point where it was not usable anymore. So, Well, now you're not a hat guy anymore? No. I I, I have yours sitting back there. Yeah, there's but, a Knives by New Shirt <coughs> over there that there still has the sticker on it. It, is, it does. Right. Because, uh, let's put it this way. We got home on Sunday from Maker Camp. Mm-hmm. Kim and I fell asleep on the couch. We get home from work on Monday. We fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we yesterday she went to yoga to teach and then i worked downstairs came upstairs fell asleep on the couch so it's like i'm always falling asleep on the couch so i can't even bring it anywhere to to use it yeah you're not going out to see the daylight after you get home from work yeah that's pretty much it so um i know i had a couple other things to ask you probably about the the knives um i asked you which one was your favorite style to make um what I know we asked about the future of the shop. Let's say like in the next year, any new styles that you want to work on, anything with the knives, anything changing with that? So I've got, I'm trying, like I've, just like you, I've got a million ideas in my Mm -hmm. head, a a ton of them. Um, But I'm going to, you know, possibly revamp the hunting knife. Um, Okay. But that's not going to probably happen until next fall because I've got plenty of time before that. Oh, yeah. Because um, hunting knives, everybody loves them, but you realistically are using them like once or twice a year if mm-hmm. you're lucky. So, like, it it has time for me to make that. Yeah, yeah. What I have in the works right now with the Hazy Design Studios, um, that's a guy that my buddy Brandon's using, BP Custom Knives. Okay. He's helping me with uh, – Hazy is helping me with the friction folder knife. Okay. So a friction folder is a folding knife that doesn't have any physical lock. It's not like a slip joint where mm-hmm. you open it up like your own grandpa's knife where it goes tink tink and yep. then locks into place, but then you still push with your finger down. Yeah, yeah. This has a tab at the top that you use to oh. open it, and you can use it to close it. Okay. I mean, the nice part about a friction folder is that it's, one, legal in almost every state you're in to carry. Um, Nick from Black Flag Survival is actually putting out an article soon with all the knife laws, and he said he was about to pull out his hair because all the fun research he was doing. Could imagine. But the friction folders you can carry in almost every state. Okay. Um, it's going to be uh, based off my chickpea model, which okay. is probably one of my favorite knives. Um, uh-huh. I love that little guy because it's small enough to carry all day long and not notice, but still very useful, whether it's just doing EDC tasks or in the woods or something like that. You're not going to go pull Paul Bunyan and take down a freaking 40-foot round oak tree with a thing. Okay. But, like, you know, it's still very handy to have when you you're— You could try. You, you could do anything you want. 
Yeah. And I, like I said, I'm not one to tell somebody how to live their life. If they want to take down an oak tree with a chickpea, God bless them, just yeah. record it. Because yeah, I want to yeah. see it. But um, it's going to be based off of that model. We're going to have to make some tweaks just because of the folding action of mm-hmm. it. So it's going to be a little bit different. And that's going to be what's coming up next. And then after that, I want to make a hatchet. That's, okay. And it's going to be more of a woodsman tool, not necessarily like, you know, a lot of the tactical hatches that are coming mm. out. Yeah, I just, you know, like I said, anything's tactical if placed in the right place. Yeah. Um, And it's just not kind of my style. Mm-hmm. But, like, I want to make, I mean, you saw me at Maker Camp. I was eyeing up those carving axes. Oh, yeah. That's that's a style it's going to be about like maybe anywhere from 12 to 14 inches in length Mm -hmm. and i'm working with uh finley goods over and i believe he's out west um i'm going to he's going to be making the sheath for it and i want to make it so it could go strap through your belt and so it could be easy to open and easy to plop back in with one hand because axe sheets are very tough to make they're very annoying at least at a kydex yeah but this it would be so you would have the edge facing towards the back so it's nice and safe okay and you would lift up the flap and then the handle would go through the bottom and then the flap would go over oh okay so you're not gonna go skydiving with this thing on your hip you could you, you could do whatever you want <laughs> that's how you live your life but i would not recommend it yeah um and that's what i have coming down next because like I would love to do that. I would love to do full tank too because you're like everybody's owned like an S-Wing axe before Mm -hmm. and those things are just so damn tough. Oh, yeah. And there's a couple things that I want to do different with the cutting edge of the axe that I'm not going to say online because people love to... Of course. Everyone wants to copy everyone. Everybody's very... Just like I was saying, I'm copying Wegner Blades. We're all guilty. Yeah, of course. However, it doesn't mean I'm putting it down on the interweb what I'm going to do. Yeah, right. But it will be a little bit unique that will make it just, you know, split wood a little bit better, even though it is going to be smaller stature and it'll be very slicey. So that's probably going to be honestly in like January or February, I'm going to start working on that because right now it's like I'm focused on doing orders. Like even with this little, I'm wearing uh, one of my favorite neck knives, the Wicket. Um, It's a small three finger blade, probably like two and a quarter inch on the cutting edge. Mm um and i love this little thing oh, yeah. it's a very handy knife i could put it in my pocket and carry it as if i wanted a pocket knife but then still have the you know a fixed blade you could wear on your neck which i used to not be a big neck knife fan until my buddy that i went fishing with was showing me his mm. and how convenient and nice it was to have a one-handed used knife that was always right there yeah yeah because like you know especially if you're in chest waders if you're out hunting and you have your heavy clothes on it's nice having it accessible and even camping too, like it's if you want something small, it's just right there. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple cool uh, color schemes coming out. Mm-hmm. I've got a Halloween one coming up soon. Nice. Where it's going to be, you know, spooky season colors. Okay. I may have a Christmas themed one <laughs> coming up. That's going to be cool. May, maybe an Easter one with some Easter colors. Maybe right. some pastels. Um, and then even I got the uh, got the my favorite wizards down at the Wizard Forge um, down in the Carolinas. They just did one recently, a uh, collaboration with, it was my uh, Wicket with their handlework, and it they brought the funk. Yeah. They brought the funk with this one, and they sold it before they even posted it online. Wow. So we're planning on doing a couple more collaborations with them because okay. it's just fun. And they have, like, you know, collaborations are fun when you both have different styles. Like oh, yeah. They brought, like, with mine, I keep it very thin and mm-hmm. low profile. Um and it's still very useful. I mean, is it the most comfortable knife to use 
for two hours straight. No. Yeah. When I was doing the testing on the one with the wrapped handle, I, you know, definitely got some blisters on my hand. But, like, use any ultralight wrapped, jute-wrapped knife for two hours in a row with no gloves and tell me you didn't get blisters. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's going to happen. Yeah, it's impossible. It's like, but, you know, that knife is also sold for 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, like. Yeah, I get you. It's, and that's the nice thing, too, is, like, I'm still very new to the game. And people, it's hard to take a risk on a knife maker on, like, a $400 knife. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of people could burn like a hundred bucks to see if this guy even knows what he's doing making a knife. Yeah. And then, you know, it gets my knives into other people's hands. They get to try it, you know, for a lower entry price. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they're like, all right, well, if I like this little neck knife, I bet you his bushcrafter is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you start building a little bit of brand loyalty with that. And then it's also, I'm trying to be loyal to my customers. If anybody ever has an issue, I always resolve it. Yeah. Like, we'll figure it out. Like just recently, I uh, refinished my neighbor's chef knife. Who, uh, with yours, I don't recommend you using your chef knife on the ceramic butter tray. Um, no, ceramic is harder than steel. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that's something you would want to do anyway. No, not on a very thin edge, no. fine edge cutting no, tool. No, no. But uh, the significant other likes to use it as the butter knife. So I'm oh. planning on making him a butter knife. To go with the butter tray. Oh, Just man. so when somebody reaches in there to spread some butter, you use the custom butter knife, not the custom chef knife. Why would that be your first option? I don't, wouldn't say it's the first option, but she probably has it in her hand while she's cooking because they say it's her favorite knife. And, uh, you know. But... Have you tried buttering with a chef's knife? <sighs> AJ, I, I'll say it again. I don't tell people how to live their lives. You know, I, However, I... if they break knives and want to buy a replacement... I'm here. But, you know, for them to resharpen it, because if you ever start doing that, it's the, the ceramic butter bowl has these raised edges, about like a radius of a 3 16th of an inch all the yeah, way around. Yeah. So you got to get in there to scoop the butter all the way down so you know the edge is just tanking right into it. And it chips. And I'm like, my kitchen knives at my house don't really chip that. I mean, I've never really actually had them chip. Um, mm-hmm. Even my finer ones, like I have this little cheese knife, which is pretty much a mini Nakiri, and we use that thing all the time. And it's got a super, super, we've almost, I think I brought it down to like a zero before I actually sharpen it. So very, very fine edge on that. I've never had a chip, hmm. but I'm also, I'm being careful with my knives. Yeah. And Lauren knows not to bounce my knives in the sink like a basketball. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I've found my high-carbon steel knives at the bottom of the sink a couple times, and uh-huh. we've had the conversation that that's not where they go. Um, <laughs> but not everybody takes care of those knives like that. But for me to sharpen a knife like his, I hit it on the belt grinder, just like, bzz, bzz, yeah. and then it was sharp again. Okay. Like, for him to get rid of all those chips on the stone, yeah. like, so if anybody ever gets a knife from me, like, I don't have a problem, like, hitting it on the belt sander and sharpen it real quick okay. if it gets, like, really dinged up. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'd rather have you use the knife that you bought because mm-hmm. things aren't cheap like a custom chef knife is not a oh, cheap yeah, thing yeah. to have but I'd also hate to see it sit in your drawer because you can't you know, use it now exactly because then what good is it what, would you let's say a knife you made maybe two years ago mm-hmm. somebody said hey it's dull would you charge them to resharpen no no i just sharpen it for life I mean yeah it's like eventually if it's knives by Nuge Enterprises globally LLC, LLLC. I would just worldwidely. Yeah. LLLC. You would have one of the peasants do it. Oh, okay. And but you know, for me, like 
I obviously would not drop everything I'm doing yeah, the second the UPS man drops it off. But I'll sharpen it up. Mm. I'll sharpen it while I'm putting the edges on a batch of knives because yeah, yeah. I already have it all going. Makes like, sense. I'm not going to because I'm pretty good at setting up my workflow where everything's lined up. Where like today I set it up with two different batches of knives that I had done. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do all 12 Kydex sheets today. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow I'm going to start another batch. And then after that, I'm going to start working on some ferro rods and everything else. It's like, you know. Okay. So I would still obviously take care of it. And even if people like, people have broken the tips on our knives before, um, you know, I'm sure they were doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing with the knife. Oh, yeah. They definitely were not using it as a screwdriver. Um, yeah. Because no, none of us have ever done that. No. no. Uh, that's how I broke my recent Leatherman. Yeah, opening I was up try- a paint can or something. Um, I was doing something at work where I was prying. Uh-huh. I was using the, yeah. the 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 knife as a pry bar, like yeah, I usually yeah. do. But they do it on Forge and Fire, so uh, yeah. Why can't I? Right <laughs> until it snaps. Yeah, you watch Forge and Fire enough, you see that they all half the knives break. Yeah, but um, much. it's uh, I have no problem fixing it if it can be fixed. Okay, and if there's you know, it's, it's customer service is so important, and it's. If it comes down to one of those points, and I'm not saying start playing games with me because I'm onto you. Oh, yeah. But if I'm not going to, like, you know, leave somebody hanging. Yeah. Like, I was, I recently sent a knife out to Sweden, and, you know, the post office is just, you know, the postal service. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow the package got shipped back to me instead of Sweden because mm. they, they said I filled out the form wrong. Oh. But they never opened up the package to see the form that I filled out wrong. Oh, man. So. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And, but I'm not, I told the customer, I'm just going to pay for the shipping again. Mm-hmm. I'm not having you do it. This is just, yeah. it's, at the end of the day, I'm the sole responsibility of mm-hmm. what is happening. And that's, you know, just the way I see things. Oh, yeah. I, like, if somebody is not happy with a knife or it's not how they turned out, I'm not going to, like, force them to pay for it i'm going to we'll figure it out you know what i mean yeah of course like we'll make something else i'll sell the knife later on like it doesn't matter yeah like if somebody's like can't afford to buy the knife right now Mm -hmm. and say like you know i'm i'll hold on to it for them when they get the cash okay um it's just you know i i don't want to put somebody in a hard spot to buy something because you know times are tough on everybody right now oh yeah you know, inflation is very, very real. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to force somebody to go broke to buy a custom knife. Yeah, no. Because if you got bills to pay and food to buy, you, maybe a Nuge knife is not necessarily yeah. what you need at the moment. The bills are more important than that. And I don't tell people what to do with their cash, and I try to keep my mind out of people's wallets. But if somebody says they're hard up at the time and need to wait, I don't have a problem yeah. doing that. Because yeah, we've yeah. all been in those situations. Of course. Of course. Well, we're going to wrap it because uh, we're just over an hour and change. But before we wrap it, um, and I know we could have went on for a lot longer uh-huh. with uh, with uh, your knives. Uh, but I want to read, because I say that I'll read any new reviews that got left. And I came upon a new one that was from on Apple Podcast, and it was from Mechanic Guy one um, awesome pod with a new spin. What a great podcast. Not your typical maker type podcast. This one has a little bit of everything. If you're looking for something fresh and new, you will want to listen to this pod. So whoever mechanic guy one is, thank you for leaving that review and any other new uh, reviews that are left 
on, a, on whatever podcast catcher you can. Preferably Apple because that's the ones I see. I don't think Spotify has any. If it does, please leave them there. Um, if you want to get a hold of Tom, you can hit him up on Instagram at Knives by News. Um, and then you can also go to his website, knivesbynuge.com. The news is N-U-G-E. Correct. And uh, does the website have underscores? No, no underscores in the website. Okay. So underscores are completely missing from the website, but on Instagram, Instagram it's yeah. knives underscore by underscore news. I like to be difficult. Okay. Just you'll, wanted to make sure. You'll still find me. I yeah. doubt there's a lot of knives by news out there. Of course. If you just type in news, you'll be fine. You'll find them right away. Send them uh, any questions you have about any knife that you're looking at. And, um, you know, if you're in the Warwick area, northern New Jersey area, on November uh, 25th, come and see Tom and myself at the Maker, whatever Maker event this is. Well, I can't remember. I still yeah, think it's the not, Love Local Maker. Lo- this is not Love Fest in downtown Warwick. Yeah. But anyway, there's a there's a local Maker um, craft fair that we're going to be both att- attending, and it's going to be a really great time. I, I went to see Tom when he was out there right before October. End, end of September. Yeah. Actually, on our anniversary, I think we Aww. came out. Yeah. It was on the 25th. What a date. Right? We were like, let's go see Tom and Lauren. But I have to say, your booth was the best booth there. Everyone else was run-of-the-mill stuff. There was nothing that really, like, screamed at you. So, But it also helps when I'm screaming at everybody who yeah, walks that's by. That's very true, too. That's very true. <laughs> I make everybody feel awkward because I'm going to look in your eyes and say, good afternoon, how, how the hell are you doing? That's what I like do. That. And, you know. Make it awkward enough that you might just walk over, so I'll leave you alone. That's it. That's, that's exactly that's how you rope them in. Oh, obviously. So, but if you want to get a hold of myself, you can get me at Crafted and NJ on Instagram. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you have any recommendations for upcoming guests, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, um, or if you have topic ideas uh, or questions for the next episode, please send them my way at craftedinnj at gmail.com. You can also send any of that information over to my Instagram. I'm always on Instagram. Uh, And then with that, um, I'm going to say that's pretty much it for episode 14 of Off the Cuff Podcast. Any final words before we sign off? Who do you got coming up for episode 15? Why are you asking me this question, sir? You realize I do this on Thursday night. Uh I go, hey, you available tomorrow? Uh So I have no idea. Like this just happened for me having to forget an item in your car from Maker Camp? Possibly, yes, yeah. yes. An item that we will not talk about. No. Um, that, uh, yeah, we just won't talk about that. But honestly, I have no idea. There's a lot of people that that I have planned for, but I still have to get them set up. And I know my executive producer, Keith, is going to be yelling at me because I should already have this set up. But I don't, Keith. I, I don't have this set up yet. Soon. One day I might have stuff actually set up in advance where I won't have to scramble on Thursday and Friday and then hopefully get it out by Saturday. One day. One day. Maybe maybe one day. So anyway, if you want to be on the next episode of Off the Cuff Podcast, please send me a message. Instagram, email, doesn't really matter. I answer both. And with that, final words that I have. I love you all. I'll talk to you on the next episode. And I'm out. Bye-bye. <laughs> I can't stop this goddamn thing. Oh, we're still rolling. We're doing it live. No, keep it going. I got another hour in me. I, I, I definitely don't, unless I'm going <laughs> to 